Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When I first started training here, um, I, my, my body fat was more than double what it is now. My conditioning is, is significantly improved. Now that my pregnancy is over, I'm a little over five pounds under my pre-pregnancy weight. For people um, uh, who, who don't know what they're doing like me, as long as you show up, you will get results. If you want to work hard and you want to see results, come to the spot. I'm so thankful for our partnership with the Spot Athletics in Columbus, Ohio. Our offices and our studios are here. And because of our partnership, I get to offer you 10% off of any of their sport and life programs. That goes for athletes. That goes for adults. 10%. All you have to do is go to the spotathletics.com backslash get started and enter code unscripted10 in the comments. That's all you got to do. The spotathletics.com backslash get started enter unscripted10 in the comments. And they'll get you started today. When I think about you. When I think about you. I can't thank you enough for your mercy and love. When I think about you. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. We're Tori and Shana. And you're listening to our song called When I Think About You. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. But for now, let's listen in to your host and our friend, Aaron, Aaron Conrad. Jesus, you give me joy love and All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios at the Spot Athletics in Columbus, Ohio. And this is cool. So people that aren't North Carolina fans, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to like this episode or not, but that's okay. You're just going to deal with it because I got my guy on. So <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself and we'll go from there. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, my name is William Clark. People call me Will. I'm actually uh, located in Conway, South Carolina, near Myrtle Beach. Not far from, okay. you know, not far. Yeah. Um, you know, I work for Coastal Carolina University, proud alum. I love it here. People you know, people always talk about what's your, what's the mascot and everything. It's called a Chanticleer. A so Chanticleer. A Chanticleer. Put some respect on the name. And I always tell that that Chanticleer, Chandelier, you know, but uh, people talk <laughs> about it all the time. And it's a really, really cool school, a little over 10,000 students. I work in the admissions office. So, you know, helping students come to school. And it's actually really, really neat to meet students all around the state. That's my primary territory. So I get to travel around. I've been to Greenville, Spartanburg, Charleston, Columbia. So I've actually had a really, really cool fall. It's that time of the year now where students are like, hey, have I got accepted? Where's my financial aid money? Where's this? Right. So FAFSA. Yeah, you you know exactly. I mean, I, like I, said, I know you have kids in college and things like that. So I, you know, as a parent mm-hmm. and as a student, it's literally, the, it's great. But my gosh, you had your moments for sure. Yeah, it is FAFSA, FAFSA season. So F-A-F-S-A-S-Z-N. Right. Yes. It's Three FAFSA season. All caps. No low, no lowercase, all caps. If any parents are listening, they know exactly what we're talking about. Yes. It's yeah. now you wait and you just wait and hope at this point. <laughs> exactly. I'm, and now I'm literally, I get phone calls all the time like, hey, has my student got accepted yet? I said, when did your student put the application in? They're like, right. yesterday. Yeah. Come on. That's not how it works. That's not how it works around here. That's right. <laughs> so what is a Chanticleer? What is it? Is it what is it? Okay. A Chanticleer. So it's it's actually a pretty interesting story. Um, it's from Jeffrey Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. Okay. It is a, uh, it's a fictional character, a fictional bird, but it's a rooster that roams the yard. It's the most feared rooster in the yard. So it. So what our tour guides say is really funny. They say it's a um, it's a rooster with an attitude. So, okay. That's the best way to put it. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's why I say we represent it hard around here. The teal, uh, you know, I, I was you know saying earlier we have a football uh, game going on right here on campus right now. We have the, the teal turf, as we call it the surf Oof. turf. So it's kind of not not 
Boise State uh, blue, but it's it's our yeah. own like, version. It's really it's really cool. So if you get a chance, you should definitely come check it out. Absolutely. Well, we just found out we're going to see each other this week. We didn't even know that until literally five minutes ago. I know, I know, and I'm excited about that. You know, it's the, the Jumpman Classics, the first time, I think, the Invitational. So it's a big deal. I mean, you know, I'm excited, you know, for our boys. And, you know, I think, you know, you know, like you saw the game on Saturday. I know we'll talk about that and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Carolina fans travel in packs. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like Madison Square uh, Garden was, I mean, at least 90% Carolina fans. I, I was yeah. like, what world? So. If that, if that, and I was in New York. Imagine what's going to be like in Charlotte. You were in New York. Were you at the game? I wish I was here in South Carolina. Oh, oh I thought you said I was in New York. I'm like, my gosh, man. No, 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 I wish. Oh, no, oh, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. The game, the game. <laughs> it, yeah, so I was watching the game from Columbia. I went to Columbia this past weekend. Gotcha. So, um, gotcha. So, yeah, and I was like, man, there was so many Carolina fans there, and, and you know, we uh, we followed you know, Leaky Black's mom on twitter if you follow her she literally posts so many pictures of everything mm-hmm. and it's really really cool to know that hey we're the real deal we're some you know we're some you know rowdy fans we love it <laughs> well and especially because i live in columbus and so we were you know uh watching the game you know surrounded by buckeye fans i was actually a swim meet so i was watching it on my phone <laughs> so i didn't get to, i was off and on i got to and then even when i could get some kind of signal i was listening uh, and I was listening to Buckeye radio because I'm in Columbus, Ohio. So, uh, yeah, so it was kind of a fun mix, but, uh, either way we got that dub. Uh, thankfully we got that dub, but and they, Nance, they, uh, the real deal, man, I, I was, that was a gritty one. Woo! It was a great play. It was, uh, it was a great drawn up play and, uh, Hubert Davis reads, you know, Hubert Davis deserves a ton of credit for uh his management of the last two minutes and it turns out jeff lebo actually drew up the final play uh yeah i saw I that picture. yeah on twitter yeah. i saw i was like that's really cool I, I forgot who he said ran that same play earlier this year but he just pitt and clemson it. okay okay pitt and yeah, clemson, apparently cool. yeah hey well, either way it went in and thank goodness for that because they definitely needed that win that was a big one so uh, not to get too much into the Tar Heels, but uh, yeah. So I'll see you on Wednesday night, man. That's gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time. Yeah, definitely. Hope we catch. The, hope we get another dog because uh, it's Michigan, and you know it is Michigan. <laughs> yeah, gonna have to get them back to back Big Ten wins, man. That's big where I live. That's that's a big deal. So yeah, <laughs> so sure. So you and I, Twitter's been under much fire lately, and uh, who knows? Twitter might not even be around long. Who knows? By the time this thing airs, who knows, who knows what's happening Honestly, with Twitter? But but what I will say is I'm so thankful for Twitter because I, I have met people just like yourself. Uh, I am thankful for Twitter uh, because I've had the opportunity to meet amazing people and uh, literally make make great friends. And so I'm very thankful for the platform that is Twitter. I know a lot of people don't like it. Some people hate it. It's uh, it's become politicized. Twitter's Twitter. But at the end of the day, man, I'm I'm very thankful for that platform. So uh, you that's where you and I met was on Twitter. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like saying through it was through sports, you know, Carolina mm-hmm. stuff going on, you know, and and uh, we met and I yeah, I think he's kind of interesting to talk about that. You're on my Twitter circle now. I put you <laughs> on my little <laughs> circle of my thirteen. I have people. a circle. Yeah, there's a circle on Twitter. I, I think it's kinda weird, but yeah, you're because you know, I mean, because you know, you're an interesting dude, man. So it's kind of cool sure, that we can chat about, you know, just little things, you know, and you know, in your family, you and your family, like you talk about your children and everything. I'm like, this dude's this dude's awesome right here, man. <laughs> well, so I don't know about that, but <laughs> I do talk <laughs> about my kids. There's probably a lot of people that don't want to hear about my kids anymore, but uh, I'm proud of them. And uh, I'm excited that you get to meet one of them uh, Wednesday night. He'll be with me. We're going to make a road trip. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. But, you know, talking about family, you and I, I think another place that we have shared on twitter is losing our moms man uh, i lost mine in 2010 and uh i believe you said 2020 for you is that yeah. when did you say 2020 yeah 2020 yeah. 2020 yeah. and uh you know we are going to the holiday season i'm glad you brought that up pre-game before we we clicked record because i think a lot of people are are you know probably walking through that season uh maybe this year for the first time and it's not easy man that's one place that we've connected a, a little bit of heart i think you know connection is is losing our moms so you want to talk about your mom 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Believe it or not, you actually look behind me up, up that way. It's pictures. I'm, I'm trying to get a yeah, right over there. Yeah, um, right there. But yeah, she she passed away from breast cancer. Um, mm. you know, and breast cancer, you know, it it runs in my family, uh, believe it or not. And, you know, like losing my mom in a time during 2020 was probably yeah. one of the craziest things because, yeah. you know, I couldn't see her when oh, right. she, she was at her worst, you know, yeah. and, you know, and, and I just, I just recently got an iPhone. So her text messages rejuvenated. And mm. I mean, I was going through and just kind of looking at basically how, how basically how her brain and, and how her conversations kind of diminished over time. And man, it was, it was pretty rough. I'm not going to lie to you because, you know, I live two hours away from the town that I'm originally from or from Chesterfield when my mom passed away and I couldn't go see her at all. And, you know, it was, it was brutal. I think, you know, I still, I still have my moments because literally her birthday was this past Saturday and, you know, it's still fresh. You know, it's still one of those things that you you wake up and sometimes you 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 have those moments. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter if your parent passed away two years ago or 30 years ago, you're going to wake up on their birthday or something like that. And it's going to be like, man, I wish they were here. I wish I could see how, you know, how, you know, how successful I've become with my job and things like that. And, you know, I had I had a couple of those moments on Saturday, you know, and I was like, gosh, almighty. But then I look at the positive aspect of it. You know, I live through my mom. You know, I live through her. I do I do things to kind of motivate myself to become a better person because that's what she wanted out of my siblings and I, you know? Yeah, yeah. This was my mom's favorite time of the year. Um, we would always host, uh, you know, we didn't have a massive house or anything like that, but uh, uh, my mom always decorated our home like it was, you know, the the white house. I mean, it was, it was amazing how she decorated our home. And, uh, every year after Christmas Eve service, you know, everybody would leave the church and come to our house. And uh, I was just talking to our old pastor this morning. I was texting with him and, uh, we were remembering that because this time of year always reminds me of her. And, uh, it was, this was her Super Bowl, you know, Christmas was. And so, yeah, man, there's always those little reminders. There's always those little things that just kind of catch you off guard, but uh, you know, I never met her, but I guarantee she's proud of you. And, and, uh, you know, my, my mom used to always say, uh, uh, cause she didn't go to college. You know, she would always say that our accomplishments were her degrees on the wall. And so anytime anything good would happen in my life, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, I would always want to call home and say, Hey, I got another degree for your wall. So, uh, you got a lot of degrees on the wall, I'm sure for free <laughs> as well. Yeah. Well, uh, my, my youngest brother and I, um, my youngest brother, it's kind of funny. He's actually working on his master's or is he a master's or PhD? He's super, wow. super intelligent. Yeah. He's going to be a doctor. And well, you know, one thing I'm very thankful for that my mom actually got to see my both. He and I graduate from college awesome. with our undergrad. It literally happened the same year. So it was actually, per- it was perfect back in 2016. And I think, you know, she saw me graduate in spring. She saw him graduate in, in fall, winter. And during that time, she was going through remission. She was basically just, you know, you know, like basically minding her business. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm, th- I'm thankful that she got to see two big accomplishments, you know, in, in my lifetime, you know, with him, with he and I, you know, and then you have those moments, you know, I, you know, when I, I think back, I, I don't have those notes anymore. And I kind of, I'm kind of upset. I don't, but when, you know, at her funeral, I, you know, you, I wrote, you know, like a little, there's basically some words about my mom. And mm-hmm. one thing, I mean, got me, you know, I broke down. It was, you know, you won't be around to see us get married or have yeah. kids and things like yeah. that, you know, cause it's, you know, I'm in my early thirties. My brothers and I, my brothers and I are within three years of each other. So my mom won't be around for those little things physically, but I know some way, shape or form, you know, should be there, you know, in spirit. And that's, yeah. you know, I got to remind myself of that every day because, you know, it, it's not, you know, your family is not necessarily blood, you know, it's all, it's always people that love, that love you and care for you. That's, yeah. that's what I have. I've had to learn how to accept that, you know what I'm saying? Even though my family is smaller now, 
you got to accept those little things, especially those people in your lives. Like, you know, I'm saying like people like yourself. And then I have three best friends um, I grew up with since, you know, middle school. And then I have like another group of friends. So, you know, you kind of people have to understand that, you know, you have it's it's a village, you know what I'm saying? But your village doesn't have to be that big to have support, you know, like people think you need like 30 or 40 friends. Nah. Do you see, yeah. like, like as Tyler Perry said, you keep those roots. You got them roots with him. Hey, that's all you need right there, man. Shoot, because they're, right. they're gonna hold you. They're gonna hold you. They're gonna hold you stable, and it's it's a fact. Yeah, yeah. and th- there's people that stand in that gap. Uh, mm-hmm. Spiritual mentors, spiritual moms. Um, there's people that do step in that gap for you, and uh, it's been amazing when I look back now over the last, you know. 12 years, uh, coming up on 13, how many people have stepped in that gap for me, whether it's my mother-in-law or, uh, you know, other people at church or family, friends. I mean, it, you know, somebody steps in that gap. And so I think it's important for us to do the same for other people too, you know, uh, when we see a family that lost a dad or, or something like that. So I think we do the best we can. And, and, uh, anyway, man, I, I'm sure she's proud of you. I, I don't know her. And never met, never had the opportunity to, but uh, one day I do hope to have the opportunity to. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. And, and kind of, you know, just backpacking off what you just said, you know, uh, that same year, this is this is crazy. I, I mean, mind-blowing. So my roommate at the time, my best friend, I was talking about one of my best friends from middle school and two of my classmates, we all lost, um, lost a mom or a dad mm-hmm. within Jeez. months of each other. Yeah. The, and that make it even crazier, my my roommate, he and I were living together. He lost his mom not even a month after I lost my mom. So we were, we basically, you know, I know it sounds cliche, but people say things happen for a reason. And that was a low point in my life. That actually for both of us, because, hey, you know, we're both the same age. We just lost our moms, but we literally mourned together. You know, yeah. we grew together and they actually brought us closer. It sounds crazy, but, you know, you, you start talking, you start hanging out you start going out to dinner. And, you, and that's the one thing that, it, you know, it sounds, it's weird, but it brings you closer to that person because, yeah, you sure. live with this person. You see this person every day, but you both lost someone who, met, who brought you into this life, you know? Yeah. And yeah. even like my, fr- my best friend, you know, from, from Chesterfield, you know, his, his mother was basically my second mother. I mean, mm. like through and through, like since middle school, like I would always go to her house. Like I could hear her now. She, she would invite me over <laughs> for Thanksgiving and things like that and Christmas. But they always provided for me when I needed it. It wasn't often, but it was always like, hey, Will, do you, do you need a ride to the band competition or do you? want to come say, you know, it was always very inviting, you know, and and I'm, I'm from a very, very small town in South Carolina and things are a little old school. If you know, if you catch my vibe in South Carolina, sure. yeah, Absolutely. and right. there's right. a lot of, and there's a lot of people who are still in their old ways, but this family was always like, Hey, your family, I don't care what's going on, come here. And when she passed away, that was one of the, I mean, Obviously, me losing my mom was hard, but losing her was extremely hard because mm. she was my mom's best friend in a sense. Yeah. Like she was, she always came to my mom's, you know, she would come to my mom's house. She was at my mom's funeral and it's little things, you know, and yeah. she went and when she passed, I mean, it was, it, it hurt. It's, you know, that's in her, like her passing, ironically, her funeral was a day before my mom's birthday in 2020 well that that's really that's crazy but to make things even crazier listen to this on our way to to the burial site we drove past my mom's gravesite and my mom my mom's headstone like this is super old school south carolina small town my mom's headstone overlooks the like all these baseball stadiums my brothers and i used to baseball fields we used to play on and so my mom was one of those people she liked she liked attention so her headstone is Believe it or not, it's right there closer to the road. It sticks out, but it overlooks everything. And we drove past it on my way to bury my friend's mom. And it was almost like crossing the bridge for them too. They yeah. got to see each other. You know, it's yeah. look, the way things work in life, it's yeah. it's pretty mind-blowing. 
And I thought that was just, it, it almost was like a closing of a chapter, but the opening of a new beginning, Yeah, you know, and you know, and it's, it gets me every time I, I literally yeah. think about it all the time. <laughs> well, and that's healing, you know, uh, <clears throat> I think when we're going through those seasons and, you know, even 12 years later for me, it, you're still healing. And, uh, there's moments, uh, I still find myself saying, my mom used to always say, uh, I say, I, f- I feel like I say it more now than I did in the last 12 years. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just feel like I say that a lot. Like, oh, my mom used to say, you know, I say it to my kids all the time. Well, Grandma C used to say, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, and my, I'm, I think I'm most sad that they didn't get a chance to, uh, to spend time with her, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the final few years, uh, for her, uh, not the, you know, when she wasn't at a hundred percent and, uh, the, the woman I grew up with, but, um, you know, I think the takeaway for anybody listening is, you know, reach out to somebody that, you know, today, when you're listening to this, somebody just came to mind that <clears throat> lost a loved one, a, a mom, a dad, a, a brother, a sister, a husband, a wife, um, God forbid their kids, but somebody, somebody's hurting today. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because there, there's, uh, there's maybe for multiple people, but just shoot them a text, give them a call, um, send them an email, you know, whatever it might be, just, okay. just reach out to them. Cause I think that means a lot. Hey everyone. My name is Cami Prannell and I'm the executive director for my unscripted. We hope you are enjoying today's interview. My unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice, passion, and follow their dreams. Our team can help create websites, apps, YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend Manny Ahomi of Samaritan's Feet once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you. We've created room for you to join us too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview. I was just telling my wife that last night. I lost one of my best friends just a few weeks ago. And, you know, after that, and actually I text his wife today and she said it's four weeks today. And, you know, that's after the fact, the, the, the calls stopped coming, the cards stopped coming, the flowers stopped showing up and, and everybody goes on with life. I mean, that's just what we do, you know, when we forget to be intentional about, um, the people that we were so, you know, caring about and, and there during, uh, you know, tough seasons. So, um, anyway, reach out to somebody today, call somebody today, send them a card, give them a call, text, you know, just, just love on somebody because, uh. You know, it, it, it does hurt. And especially this time of year when you got an empty seat at the table, it's, it's not the same. So. It is really, it's, it really is. And, and, uh, you know, I, you know, one thing I think you and I, we, you actually helped me out, you know, with little talks like this, what we're doing now mm-hmm. through, you know, through Twitter, you know, I was going through, you know, mental health spills, you know, about my mom and I didn't really know how to, how to cope with it, you know, cause you get so busy with life that you think, oh, let me go to work. Let me do my regular routine. Maybe right. you'll take my mind off of it, you know? And next thing you know, oh my gosh, why am I sobbing right now in my car at the traffic light? At a, at a song or whatever, right? Yeah. Something it's, triggers, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's crazy how, yeah. how like, like you said, the smallest things can, mm-hmm. can have an effect on you. And, you know, I feel for my grandmother because my grandmother, she, she, that was her baby. You know, that was her baby. I'm her big baby. She called me that. But (laughs) but my mom was was her child. And, you know, my grandmother, every time she tells me this, you know, I, I I feel, I feel bad, but I always give her a hug. She's just like, you know, I wish I hugged your mom more. I wish I did these things more. And I, you know, and there's things, you know, just, just as much as I do, there's things that, you wish you can go back and tell that person or fix in your life or in their li- in your life, but you can't do it. So yeah. you just got to find a way to kind of cope it, cope with it in your own way, yeah. you know, and, and that's something, you know, I try, I, I don't try to tell my grandmother that because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to downplay anything that she, that she has going on because I'm not in her mind. I'm not, I don't walk in her shoes every day. So I'm not sure what's going on, but my brothers and I try our best to, let her know, hey, we're here. We love you. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and it's and it's a fact, man. Like you know, I'm, I'm. That's one thing. You know, my my youngest brother, see my middle brother, it's Josh and Jordan. It's the J's. I got the W. I know it makes no sense, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but 
Josh, he's the middle child. And he and my grandmother actually got to spend the week and spend Saturdays together. They went out to eat lunch and things like that. And Josh was my mom's like that. That was that was his best friend. That was his best friend. So when he lost, so when we all lost mom, his, you know, when he lost her, when he lost her, I mean, his life, I mean, I'm happy he's finding his way back to where he, like where he used to be, you know, I mean, he's, he's, cause he's coping with it a little differently than everybody. And we all cope with things differently too. Right. But I'm so, I'm so proud of him or what he's doing, you know, and he and my grandmother like actually went out, ate lunch and they walked around the mall, Charlotte, you know, for a little bit. They got to spend some time together. And I think that's a very, very big piece kind of going with what you're saying. You know, it's the holidays. And mm-hmm. we, there's a lot of people who don't have that mom or grandma or cousin or best friend to reach out to that they usually, they're usually accustomed to speaking to on a regular basis. And sometimes you just need that, that extra, the extra, hey, I'm here for you yeah. and to keep, right. keep the ball moving. Yeah, no doubt. And you mentioned mental health. I think it, um, my wife and I were just talking about this. It's so funny. We were just talking about this, I don't know, three, four days ago, uh, how you really do have to go through all five of those stages. Um, it, anger, um, you know, and then I don't even remember off the top of my head what they are, but you do, you need, you need to work through each one of them or that's going to pop up later. Like you said, a, a song on the radio and <laughs> had a red light, whatever it might be, something's going to pop up and, and hit you a little bit sideways. Uh, and it still will. Um, but I think it's easier to process if you've taken the time to go through all five of those stages and includes anger. It includes being mad. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I went through that season, uh, like I said, just a few weeks ago with a, a very good friend being mad at God. I mean, like I was mad and, and I, and my wife, you know, to her credit, just let me sit there and just rant because I was not happy. And, you know, it doesn't really matter if I was happy or not. It was still what it was, but I needed to go through that and I needed to process it. And so, uh, anyone listening, you know, if you're going through that, make sure you take time, take care of yourself and uh, allow yourself to go through those five stages of grief because yeah. they're real. And that's why they exist is, is, uh, you know, you need to go through them, uh, in order to, to really, you know, prepare for moving forward. So I, I agree, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the truth, you know, and, uh, it's, uh, it's denial, shock, anger, depression, bargaining. I think it's, it's, it's a lot. Did you, I was going to say, did you look that up while I was talking? Yeah, you did. You did. I saw, <laughs> if, if you could see the video, you see it. Look at the side. No, I'm glad you brought it up because I know I don't I know what they are. I know one's anger, right? Isn't one anger? Yeah. If not, anger. it should be. If not, there's six because it should be. Anger. <laughs> anger is definitely one. <laughs> and you know, last last year, you know, was well, you know, like 2020 was. I say 2020 was a turning point in my life because mm-hmm. of well, I mean, I'm pretty sure for a lot of people, but uh, yeah. but for me in general, I went through this. I don't. It's almost like an identity like an identity crisis. Don't know. And when I say this, I don't want to sound crazy, but um, I was coming from a small town in South Carolina. You know, um, I was never proud to say like, I was proud to be a black male. Mm. And one of the things I learned in 2020 was be proud of who you are, no matter where you come from. Right. Right. So one thing that really hit me, it was after the whole George Floyd stuff, things like that. I'm not trying to get old. I promise no, you. No, you're good. No. Um, We're brothers, man. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. But uh, I went to Atlanta and it was right after John Lewis had passed away. I'm not, so this is crazy. Right after John Lewis passed away, one of my really good friends who lives in Atlanta lives, I'm not even kidding, maybe a block from the Martin Luther King National Park. Okay. So I go... Um, I go um, with my ex or girlfriend at the time and we go and we actually walk around this park. And of course it's COVID. So it's not a lot of people there, things like that. And I, you go up to the, you see the headstone, you walk through this garden and you're like, man, this is actually pretty moving. You know, you just, you start seeing quotes and things like that. Literally the next day or two days later, I went back and I was with my best friend at the time. I was with my best, with my best friend at that time. And we walked over to the grave site or to the headstone or, you know, the tomb where Martin the King was, his wife were buried. And I just, it was, I started drizzling. This is, it was almost like a, like one of those movie moments, like what's going on. 
Right. And I'm looking at the hits, I'm looking at the tune, and I start crying. Mm-hmm. I start crying. And I'm like, why am I crying? And you start and you think about like how impactful, you know, guys like MLK, you know, the, these powerful black males and females, the things they went through for you to, you know, to say, hey, we struggled, but we struggled because we wanted to be, we wanted to make a change. Right. And I went through this phase of saying, hey, it's okay to be, pr- you know, it's okay to struggle, Absolutely. but you gotta, but you gotta, you know, you gotta motivate yourself to get from point A to point B. And that's when I started saying my mental health was important because I was pushing my mental health aside. Mm-hmm. And that's when like last year I really started, I saw, you know, I was, I was taking out therapy and I started doing therapy and things like that. And therapy was probably one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Absolutely. One of it should be, people should not be afraid of it. Right. It shouldn't be. I mean, I get it. It could be expensive, but it's the worth it. matter to try. I think everyone, everyone in their lifetime should at least do something, some kind of therapy. Right. Doesn't matter if it's marital, doesn't matter if it's just trauma from childhood, doesn't matter what it is. Because what's going to happen is you're speaking to someone who's completely unbiased, right? And they'll unlock something that you had right. no idea about. Something that happened in third grade, you know, on a playground. 100%. And, and, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not sounding sound, I'm not sound funny, but it's the truth. And, and, um, you know, the therapist I spoke to because obviously I just lost my mom. I, I found her, she was a black, uh, you know, a, a female, um, black therapist. And that helped me because my mom was African American. And right. I knew, and when we started talking, it was just floodgates open. What do you want to talk about? And, there were things I learned. I learned so much about myself that I never knew. And that's one thing I, I appreciate therapy so much because now I'm at the point in my life where I, I accept things for what they are because I can't fix certain things in my life. And you have to, and you have to, and some people just don't want to acknowledge it, but you have to acknowledge it because there's just some things you just can't fix. Right. And, right. and you have to, you really have to say, hey, it's okay to wake up and cry. You know, it's okay to, you know, open up about your feelings and from a male or female, you know, mm-hmm. but I know the stigma, especially when it comes to, to men, the African-American community is brutal. Well, I just saw the suicide rate is highest among African-American males right now. I mean, in Twitch, you know, last that week, might be, yes. you know, uh, that's brought awareness and, and horrible just a horrible passing but if it brings awareness then let's make something if if we can make anything good out of that situation let's make that but i did see that 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 statistic is on the rise and that's a horrible statistic and it, you know what i mean and so hopefully maybe if somebody's listening to this and they hear that man go to therapy seriously a lot of times if you got if you've got a um you know if you've got benefits through your work i have a feeling you know you could probably go for a couple of bucks or whatever it is. I went for different issues. I, I went for addiction issues and, you know, it turned out that my addiction issues were born, uh, in my early life and, and what I, you know, the, you know, things that had happened in my life, we had to get, man, we had to dig deep to get to the root of what the problem was for me. Um, but like you said, it's an unbiased person. Cause listen, I, you and I could talk and you're going to agree with me no matter what I say, whether you don't like it. <laughs> I mean, cause we're friends, right? And so that's what we do is we tend to go out and hang out with our friends, whether it's at a bar or a club or a dinner or, uh, you know, wherever it may be a ball game. Uh, and we're going to tell our friends, whatever, you know, is on our heart. And then they're just going to sit there and smile and agree with us, pat us on the back, tell us how great we are. Yeah. Man, sometimes that's not what you need. You need somebody that's completely, um, you know, completely has no skin in the game whatsoever. That'll sit there and say, yeah, you know, here's your issue. You know what I mean? Um, and, 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 and I don't want to say loving way. That sounds weird, but, but in a way that's, uh, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's appropriate, I guess is the word I think I'm looking for. It's appropriate and it helps you to go. And then you kind of sit back and you're like, wow, I never thought of it that way. It, 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 I don't want to say it's easy, but you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, uh, it's just worth it. So like you said, marriage, uh, men, women, addictions, whatever it may be, you know, and seek that out. If you're struggling, seek it out because it's way better that you're here and working through your problems than to not be here. Yeah. 
Jesus. I don't ever want to see that again. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, no, I I remember. So I I started I started taking some classes last fall for my master's degree, and I kind of took a break because I was going, you know, mentally I was just still exhausted, and I I had you know I had knee surgery in in January. That's right. So, I remember that. Yeah. 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 So and that process has been great. So it's been something. <laughs> Good. But um, but I remember my last presentation, my last project for class was about mental health. And, and I was the only African-American in the class. So it was actually pretty cool that I presented these things to my, my colleagues, you know, like say my, my, you know, my classmates and a lot of, a lot of them had no idea about some of the things I was talking about. And of course, mental health is very broad. So I had sure. to kind of, I had to bring sure. it to like a found the umbrella to kind of bring it down. And one thing was, and I'm hoping I'm, I'm planning on, I'm planning on going back to school, but to continue with that. But my thing is to kind of focus on mental health with college students, yeah. especially students from areas like, you know, low impoverished areas throughout the state, you know, or just in general, you know, because college is tough. <laughs> Especially if you're a freshman, you know, it is, is extremely tough. So, so one thing I was thinking about doing like case studies on talking to, you know, we have a lot of organizations on campus that I can kind of go do case studies with to say, Hey, you know, who raised you? How was your house? So what was your childhood like? What was, you know, what were these things to see, you know, what triggers that? And, you know, you don't think about it because until you actually speak to a student, who comes up to you at a college fair or they call you on the phone or they come into the office and you're sitting there talking to a woman from the same area as you are, or they yeah. come from a, a, a area similar. And they're like, man, I just can't, you know, I can't afford to go to school. I can't do these things. I'm just mentally exhausted. Like, and you, you sit here and you just let them vent mm-hmm. and talk. You don't sit, you know, cause sometimes they'll come in with their parents and I know, you know, this, but your parent, you don't want to say too much around your parents because, you right. know, so sometimes I say, Hey, is it okay if I just talk to, you know, uh, Susie or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, and next thing you know, they're coming to the office and it's just like, and they start that. talking about anything and everything. And then you start helping them out saying, well, you know, if school's not, if, if you don't want to go to school right away, you don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. or if you don't, you, if you want to do these things, I know it's a tough decision parents know this just as much as I do, but it's, you know, you want your kids to succeed, but yeah. sometimes not going to school right away. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's not, you know, if you want to go to a community college, you know, first or go work, make your money, make some money, go to the military. You know, I think it's, it's all about support too. Yeah. It's all about support. And, you know, I think some kids, some kids are just naturally gifted. You don't have to be the smartest kid in the, in the class to be gifted with something, right. you know? And I, and I try to, and that's one thing I kind of try to help students, you know, with the, with mental health and career where they want to go, you know, and sometimes GPAs, things like that aren't up to par and you yeah. have to be real with kids, yeah, you know? And that's one of the hardest things you, like, yeah. you know, you can't do this because of, you know, this, but we're not going anywhere. So if you want to do this to kind of boost your GPA up, come to school, that's the route I did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. you know, and it, but it's like everyone, it's like- everyone's, everyone's pathway is different, you know, and I, and I always encourage students, college is not a race. Sure. It is not. It's like, oh, I didn't graduate in four years. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not a mar- It's a marathon, not a sprint for sure. You know, for some, I mean, they got some early classes in their high school and, credits and you know those things and whatever they call it. i don't even know what they call it but uh you know those classes that they take now in a lot of the high schools i know ours does our local high school my my kids went in as uh my son went in as like a sophomore because he had picked up, yeah you know yeah. yeah so he had picked up enough credits and things like that i mean it's amazing what uh how quick you can get through college now but it doesn't mean you have to uh because honestly uh my maturity level took years to <laughs> i'm still trying I'm still like 15. We're getting, and we're getting hard, man. It's, 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 
I'm still like 15. So one of these days I'll, I'll graduate from the, the, uh, age side, but anyway, uh, all right. So give me your best, uh, give me your best coastal Carolina pitch for anybody listening. Oh man. Okay. So for out of state kids, it's so much easier. We're nine miles west of Myrtle Beach. Mm. The, the weather is warm. We have palm trees. Mm. Um, but no, it's um, honestly, as an academic school, one, it's a really good school for this, like down south location wise. It's fantastic. We're pretty affordable. You know, we're pretty affordable school for in state and out of state students. We have a really, really good marine science program. Uh, believe right. it or not, marine That's science right. is popular. Go figure. Absolutely. Right. And uh, we actually have something with a lot of, with some states. Um, I'm not sure Ohio is one of them, but I do know Virginia, Maryland, um, I know West, West Virginia and a few other states, something called the academic common market, where you can actually get in-state tuition for mm. specific majors. And marine science, of course, is one of them. We have an intelligence and national security program here at CCU. Uh, so you get to work with the FBI, DEA, things nice. like that, too. So. It's cool. I mean, I think not only with our academics, but our athletics have been incredible. They have. They, they've been <laughs> in the tournament, right? Uh, Shelter Clares have. I know they've they've made some noise in the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah. Uh, back in twenty thirteen, when um they almost when Virginia was the number one seed, not the not the Virginia team that lost that lost uh, that one year. It's like 2013, 2014. Yeah, they played Virginia in the in the first round they were a 16 seed and had them they Dang, going they into the, won, going this thing a half. they yeah. did so fun. i'm just saying you know <laughs> but um our football team's done very well they've been in the top 25 for the past three years and uh our, football, our baseball team won the college world series in 2016 i was holding on to the day i died you know that? <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah and something else did um i'm not sure do one of your uh do any of your kids run track uh, my one daughter did for a year. Okay. Uh, she, yeah, she, I guess you'd say retired. Uh, but yeah, she ran, she ran hurdles. She, thank you for remembering that. She did. Yeah. yeah I, I knew. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, we actually have a world champion and national champion here at Coastal Carolina. Wow. Her name is Melissa Jefferson. You should Google her, man. Okay. She was on that four by 100 relay team that raced against team Jamaica and at, okay. uh, in worlds. Yeah. She was on that team and she, yeah. How about that? And she's the crazy thing about, I listen, I take pride in these small town kids, yeah. the town she's from, we played them in every sport possible. And, <laughs> and the town, and it's a very, a very small town, about 45 minutes less Southwest of here. And she has put coastal on the map. That's awesome. She is, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's really cool to know that, I mean, Every school has their their gyms, you know, they're like they're yeah. they're Hall of Famers, they're, you know, they're Olympic, they're Olympians, things like that. My my best friend, Ben, you'll actually meet him on Wednesday. He's cool. a huge Tar Heel fan. Huge. Cool. This is. Yeah, we we have. He's hilarious. We have the Mount Rushmore of Coastal Carolina athletes, you know, and I say Tommy LaStella because he, he went to Coastal, you know, won a World Series, you know. Josh Norman, he, oh. he yeah, Josh Norman, really? Was, yep, Josh Norman, really? Yep. Um, you could say Dustin, Dustin, Dustin Johnson went to school, Coastal here, also PGA golfer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. You could say that. You could say him. You can. I mean, he's, he's fine. Yeah. Claim it. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and Melissa Jefferson, she she has to be up there because I mean, between her and um, a woman named Amber Campbell, they both. Amber Campbell actually went to the Olympics. Melissa Jefferson is on her way to the Olympics. Yeah. You know, that's that's up there for me. So it's so that's your Mount Rushmore. That, that's, yeah, that's. I mean, I was hoping Grayson McCall would be up there. I mean, he yeah. can be, but it's yeah. all objective, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta you gotta have a sell. Even though he won the World Series with the Cubs, I'm a Cardinals yeah. fan. You know, that's like, right. You're a Cardinals guy. I'm, I'm a Cardinals guy. Right. So that's right. I mean, I gotta respect him because he, he was nasty. He was nasty and cool. So, yeah, but yeah. So that's my, that's my Mount Rushmore. It, I'm always going to have Melissa Jefferson up there. Every time I see her, like on Twitter or something, I'm like, Melissa Jefferson's the GOAT. 
I love it, man. And if, and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I never know if video is going to make it up or not. If I just do audio, but either way, if you're listening to audio, man, you're beaming. And, uh, when you're talking about your, what your job is and, and your, your pride in what you do, uh, is really cool to see. Like, you know what I mean? Some people's like, Hey, what are you doing? You know, it's just blah, 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 blah. It, man, you're, you're beaming when you talk about it. So that's awesome, man, that you're in a position I, you love and doing what you love. I want to make a difference. That's, yeah. that's the, that's the best way to put it, man. I want to make a love difference. It. I, you know, like I said, I'm from a, a small town, didn't have a lot, you know, a lot of resources and things like that for a lot of kids. And, you know, I want to just be that ear. I want to be that person that, you know, helps a student come from a, whether you go to a, a school of 3000 kids or a school that has 400 kids, if not yeah. smaller, you know, yeah. I think everyone has, deserves an opportunity to go to school if they want to go to school, yeah. plan is help. So if they're interested, how do people, how do they find, I, I'm sure it's on, they could Google it. Right. But what's your, what's your web link? What's yeah. the, what's the yeah. website? Oh yeah. So, uh, coastal.edu. That's the, that's the plug right there. But, um, but like I said, I, I'm an admissions counselor for the school. We have several, of course, throughout, you know, throughout the office, but I am always willing to talk to students about anything and everything, whether they're a sophomore, whether they're, they're a junior, even a senior. I don't, I don't discriminate because they're, <laughs> That's right. That's I mean, hey, seniors will be applying until literally middle of July. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. crazy, but yeah. you know, it's everyone operates differently, you yeah. know, and I want to make sure that I, you know, I help students out because, you know, like I said, I, I was on that side. I've been at college fairs. Yeah. I've been on the opposite side. Yeah. Don't know what to talk about. Don't know what to ask. And sometimes kids get intimidated. Like, what do I say? They'll literally walk up to you like, what is this? Yeah. It's a, it's a college fair. College. What do you, <laughs> how did you get here? <laughs> it's a college fair. You know, <laughs> what did you like, think you were coming to? <laughs> like, how am I supposed to, well, well go around to go around, ask questions, you know, ask these yeah. questions to, to us yeah. because we want to help you. We want to help you get to school and things like that, you know, and if you don't want to go to school, that's fine, but just get this information. It may not be necessarily for the kid, yeah. but the parents may want to know, Hey, I have two younger siblings behind him. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? You know, what is yeah. it they need to do to get here? Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. Like I've had friends who've had a ton of siblings, come through coastal like one of my coworkers, his his middle his uh excuse me his brothers here as a freshman right. he was my student last year i helped him get you know i helped him he worked from the same area yeah then his sister who was a sophomore in high school she wants to come to coastal That's so awesome. yeah you know and yeah. then you know it's it's just really cool it's yeah. honestly you know the, the college the college application process and all that stuff it's scary it could be scary to a lot of kids and a lot of parents out there, but honestly, it's so fun. I try to yeah. tell kids all the time, you know, especially these, these juniors. Juniors have more questions than anybody on this planet. That's right. Seniors are done. They're like, oh. Well, they okay. Just, <laughs> just tell me where I'm going. Tell me where I'm going. How quick, how quick can I get out of the house? <laughs> can I get a car? I think most of them just want to know, can they bring a car their freshman year? <laughs> oh, well, yes, you can. You can definitely, because, uh, Believe it or not, uh, when I say this, uh, when it comes to, you know, comes to coastal air, uh, coastal is about 50% out of state, 50% in state. Wow. We get a so lot a of big yeah. mix. Yeah. So the most, the most popular state we get students from New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so they're making their way down the coast. Exactly. The I-95 corridor. Yep. 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 Yeah, I ninety five corridor. So we get New Jersey. And it's probably more affordable than it is to oh, stay in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I or mean, Duke or Carolina. They can't yeah. afford that, so they just keep on going exactly, south. Exactly, exactly. So it's so expensive, but you know, parents because Myrtle Beach, Conway is a retire. It's a, it's turning into uh, Fort Lauderdale. Really? It, it's turning. I'm. T I'm I, I mean, Fort Lauderdale's Fort Lauderdale. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but yeah. is a lot of people are moving here to retire. You know and it's affordable, things like that. I, I, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of like, I guess, skeptical uh, to see, yeah. you know, how things are going to operate in the next 10, 15 years here That's in Orange funny. County. But if people are, my, I mean, tell you, Pennsylvania is a, a big state for us. Mm -hmm. Ohio's, I've reviewed a ton of Ohio students. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, I mean, it's the cold weather up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're getting a blizzard here in the next couple of days and I'm in Columbus, but, and we don't even get it as bad as Cleveland does, but, uh, I miss Cleveland, but, uh, anyway, that's another story from there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. No, well, man, we could chat all day. I have a feeling. So I'm going to text you my number because I'm going to, we're going to connect on Wednesday night. So I'm going to see you in two days, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. 48 hours from now. Is it 40? I don't know. My math's not so good. I didn't 40, go to coast. About 40, about 48. <laughs> Yeah, the game's in uh, seven, seven, yeah, seven. So, so yeah, I'm with. Uh, if, <laughs> word of advice: Are you so you should get? Are you y'all flying down? No, no, we're driving. You drive. Okay, park is going to be chaotic. I'm going awesome. to tell you, it's Charlotte. All right. Yeah. So nice. yeah. yeah. So what my friend and I are doing, we're going to take the the there's like a train. Okay. Like, like real, we're going to take that in. Cause I'm like, I'm not fighting people out of town, Charlotte, the park. Right. No. Yeah. Then a round trip tickets like four bucks. Well, <laughs> I think our, uh, my friend lives in Huntersville or Mooresville. I can't remember one of the two. I think okay. it's Huntersville. Uh, so we'll probably just ride roll with him and he's a local. So he, he knows what to, how to handle all that. He goes to the stuff all the time. So you ever get that? Nope. That, that's for the birds, brother. <laughs> that's it's birds, brother. <laughs> well, thank you for. Uh, allowing me to be in your circle. If I had a circle on Twitter, you'd be in mine. <laughs> so on Twitter, where, how do people find you on Twitter? What's yeah, your uh, yeah, Twitter handle is uh, William B. Clark 3. So William always come, you know, uh, yeah, William B. Clark 3. Yeah, come up. You know, I'm, can I, can I just give a quick shout out real quick? I'm not sure how many people, you know, who's going to actually see this. Dion yeah. Thompson is my favorite Tar Heel of all time. Is that right? Brother, okay. please follow me back. We've tweeted a couple times. Give a personal follow. Hey, I can't help you at all there. I don't even know Dion, but but Dion, if you if you're listening, <laughs> give my man a follow. You got to he's a great he's a great follow. He is. Well, man, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate again. I, I know Twitter's under fire and maybe gone in a week or who knows where future's going to take that thing. But I hope not, just because I've been able to meet such wonderful people. Uh, and make connections like this one. And that man, thank you. Thank you for reaching out and coming on and being a part of this little podcast thing. Man, <laughs> hey, anytime you want to talk, vibe, I'm Let's here it. for it, man. This is something I, I love talking. I was in radio for five years also. So this is uh, this is a big deal to me. All right. Well, we're going to exchange numbers uh, through Twitter and then I'm going to see you in 48 hours, man. Awesome, dude. I can't, I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Be sure to like, share, and follow on all your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out our song, When I Think About You, on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. We'll We'll see see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.